ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast, hosted by myself, Jared Prugar, brought to you by DK Sports Radio. <sighs> Feel free to exhale, Penn State fans. And I mean that both for what happened on the field Saturday, but also for the Thanksgiving dinner I hope you all enjoyed over the course of the week. Penn State is victorious. This is the first ever victorious We Are podcast on DK Sports Radio. Give yourselves a round of applause. Everybody, we've made it. We've made it to a point in the season where Penn State has won a game. It took six, ga- it took six games, and Penn State has finally done it. The Nittany Lions have ended the game victorious. Some didn't believe that it would happen. Desmond Howard, not so much. Kirk Herbstreet, not so much. Chris Fowler, or Reese Davis, I'm sorry, not so much. Lee Corso, not so much. But Joe Namath and the people within the Penn State locker room did believe in themselves. They did pull out the victory 27-17 to over the Michigan Wolverines. The first win for Penn State in Ann Arbor since 2009. We all remember back then, I was just graduating, no, I was in my freshman year of college at Robert Morris in 2009, the last time Penn State won in at Michigan Stadium, um, which actually happens to be one of my favorite stadiums in the Big Ten, one of the, one of the several that I've been through, but it, the architecture, the way the stadium is set up it, it is incredibly neat, and when I went in 2018, it was very... Very cool because you have to kind of park it in somebody's yard if you don't pay for parking as as somebody in the media. So I parked in some random backyard, walked to the stadium just a couple blocks away. And the stadium is down un- underground, essentially. It's, it's below street level with the additions to the stadium above street level, which makes it cool. So you can see the original architecture of the stadium um, at certain points throughout. And it's just a really cool atmosphere uh, to watch a game. So it's really neat, in my opinion. Um, but Penn State did everything that they could to win in the big house, and, and, it, and it paid off. Sean Clifford did everything that he could to hold on to the football, and he played, I think, his best game this season for sure. But I honestly think that was the most consistent that he's played throughout his career at Penn State. And obviously that dates back to last year and some mop-up duty. Uh, the year before, but man, did Clifford play really well. He threw 17 to 28, which isn't really the greatest, statistically speaking, uh, as a quarterback, but nothing out of the ordinary. Penn State wasn't forced to throw the ball 40, 50 times um, this afternoon, or on, sorry, I'm sorry, Saturday afternoon, but he threw for 163 yards, uh, no touchdowns, which it is what it is, but he did rush for a touchdown and also added 73 yards on the ground. So, it, those statistics are great. Don't get me wrong. You know, 163 and 73, that's awesome. Over 200 yards, all purpose. But the biggest thing that Clifford did that helped Penn State win the game is he kept the football. He managed the game very well, and he kept the ball away from the Wolverines. Now, Outside of, you know, a couple plays here and there, Michigan really wasn't in the game. You know, they they had a 61-yard run by um, Hassan Haskins. 
in the first quarter that set up for, or I'm sorry, uh, looking statistically, it says 59 yards. So 59-yard run in the first quarter that sets up a Michigan touchdown, their first of the game and one of two on the afternoon. Haskins scored the other one from two yards out, but he had he finished with 17, 17 carries for 101 yards with 59 of those coming on one play. And that was the bulk of the Michigan offense. The Michigan offense really couldn't get going uh, throughout the entirety of the game, whether it was Cade McNamara uh, under center or Joe Milton. So the Penn State defense, I think, played their best game in quite some time, and I think that ultimately helped Penn State move on to victory. So... Um, kudos to the defense. They they only allowed 286 yards total offense, 112 passing between McNamara and Milton, and 174 yards on the ground. With like I said, a bulk of those yards coming on one play and on two drives. So to put it in perspective, Penn State had as dominant a performance as they could get. You know, looking statistically, I mean they they won they won everything that you could imagine. Um, and I think that's exactly the, the performance Penn State needed as they move on to the rest of the season. Because guess what? As, as I stated last week, and as I stated for quite some time, nobody on the remaining part of the schedule has a winning record. Now, that could change in Week 9, but right now, Rutgers and Michigan State don't have winning records. So... Penn State has the opportunity to rattle off some wins here going into that seeded game against the Big Ten West. Now, you look at the second half statistics, which is typically when the Penn State defense shows up, but they forced the first punt on the first drive, or they forced their first punt on the first drive of this uh, of a series for the first time all season against the Wolverines. And, and they forced quite a bit of punts on this afternoon um, uh, against Michigan on Saturday. And I think that's really important because that's something that they've really been unable to do throughout the course of the season. Typically, Penn State coming into, um, into Saturday's game was outscored 117-33. to So you give up a touchdown in the first, first quarter. And you give up only that touchdown in the first half. So now you're staring at 120, 124 to, you know, 40 is the difference um, in that game, in that part of the, in that part of Penn State's game. So Penn State was able to make a difference there. And I think that's huge. But the biggest thing. You know, we talked to uh, we just talked briefly about Sean Clifford and his inability to turn the ball over today, which is, which obviously was huge for him and, and as something that that's but none of none of the Penn State quarterbacks have been able to accomplish this season, but the Penn State defense and, and special teams really were able to get the ball back when they needed to when they needed it the most. Penn State defensively. Whenever it's third and one, fourth and one, they did what they needed to do to get the ball back. Now, the special teams, and I really think this was the turning point of the game, were able to 
notch a fumble return from Drew Hart Hartlob. Um, you know, it popped up right into his hands and set up for a field goal to put Penn State up two possessions and ten points. And that ultimately, from in my opinion, changed the outcome of the game. Because if that does not happen, then, you know, Michigan gets the ball back. Very easily could go down and score. But instead, they get the ball after Penn State makes a field goal. And in the end, it the lead became insurmountable for the for the Wolverines. I think eventually the win was gonna come for the Penn State and Lions. And obviously Saturday that it, it did against uh, the Michigan Wolverines. But it's not that the Nittany Lions won. It's how they won, which I think is really impressive. Obviously, Clifford did a great job managing the football, managing the offense. And they did find the rhythm really easily, actually, uh, in my opinion. But it was it was the freshman that led the way for the Nittany Lions on this day, on Saturday, with Kevon Lee rushing 22 times for 134 yards in the touchdown. His longest rush, a 24-yarder. But he averaged 6.1 yard per carry. And when you're able to average anything more than, I think, three or four yards, that's an incredible day. And, you know, the Nittany Lions were able to do that because their offensive line played their best game of the season. And and, And Clifford and Lee both... You know, set the pace. Clifford had ninety had seventy three yards and a touchdown uh, on the ground, while Will Levis also added twenty five yards and a touchdown. So Penn State had four rushers and they all averaged more than three point four yards per carry. With Keziah Holmes, a true freshman, you know, falling in that category, he had carried the ten, carried the ball ten times uh, for thirty four yards. So Penn State's future, no matter what happens this year, is very bright. Obviously, I, I know this has been something that we've talked about on this podcast quite a bit. The Nittany Lions have 30 freshmen on this roster. You know, quite a bit of those guys are playing on Saturdays. We have the opportunity to see Kevon Lee and Keziah Holmes play, but also Parker Washington and even um, Keandre Lambert-Smith uh, get, some, get some quality football t- or quality playing time too. So... You know, you see these guys kind of grow up before your eyes. And the Nittany Lions, every time they put a freshman in, it seems like they do a great job. Uh, Parker Washington was the leading receiver on this afternoon um, with nine yards, nine, or not, not nine yards, nine receptions, 93 yards. Now, he didn't score a touchdown with all three touchdowns coming uh, on the ground, but he was a big target for um, for Clifford early. And that, I think, is going to bode well moving forward as Penn State gets ready for both Michigan State and Rutgers uh, moving on for the rest of the season. If Penn State is able to get this type of play from their freshmen, I don't see any negatives from that. Um, Jahan Dotson was uh, essentially a non-factor today with three receptions and 30 yards. So it was really truly up to the freshmen to get the job done, and they they came through. Uh, we're seeing these guys kind of come of age uh, right before our eyes, and and it's working. You know, you, you come into the game, Devin Ford 
uh, was out as, with a tragic death in the family, according to the ABC broadcast on uh, Saturday afternoon. And we've talked at length about Journey Brown and, and his issues this year and, and Noah Kane getting hurt in the first drive of this season. And and these the fourth and fifth string backs and Keziah Holmes and uh, Kevon Lee come through. <laughs> they have big games. Now, granted, Keziah Holmes, 34 yards, 3.4 yards per carry. Not the greatest, but when you're spelling Kevon Lee in the starting back, anytime that you have the opportunity to go forward and, and get positive yards is huge for everybody involved. So to keep that, I think, in perspective is big. So the the Nittany Lions have the opportunity now to finish the season strongly. Like I said, Rutgers and Michigan State uh, both to end the season. Michigan State with a big win over Northwestern, ending their um, ending their bid at a perfect season. Now I I I do believe that uh, the Wildcats and Northwestern are still in the front runner seat. Um, to win the Big Ten West, which Penn State obviously does not have a chance of um, playing them to in the seeded game unless strange things happen. But it, with 2020 in full effect, anything is possible. Um, so while there's that, you know, just, just looking forward... Um, you know, Rutgers had the opportunity to um, take down Purdue on this uh, on Saturday afternoon, uh, thirty-seven to thirty, um, in which they actually had a, a re- kick return for a hundred yards for uh, for a touchdown. So you know that that ended the spell of four straight losses. They took Michigan to overtime last week, and. You know anything? Anything is possible in twenty twenty. Um, they they currently sit uh, at two and four and fifth in the Big Ten East, while Penn State ranks last at one and five um, out of seven. So, you know, if the season were to end right now, Penn State would get the vaunted rematch against Nebraska, who they lost to last week. Um. No, I'm sorry, not last week, but two weeks ago, um, uh, which would imagine another trip to to Lincoln. Now, if Penn State is able to win over the course of the last two weeks, um, you know they'll move to three and five, which could set them up to to play a a, a better game, to play a Purdue or to play a Minnesota, uh, depending on the outcome of the rest of the Big Ten rather than a matchup against Nebraska. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out for the Big Ten. Um, And like I said before, Penn State has an opportunity to rattle off some wins here and build that confidence that they really haven't had um, throughout the season. So for them to come out and get this win against the Wolverines, no matter what program it is to get a win against Michigan in the big house, a tough place to play, no matter the season, I think is huge. 
But how the Nittany Lions are able to kind of respond and come out and play over the next few weeks is going to to be very, uh, very crucial to to building on this season and keeping it from being a completely lost season. And if they're able to do that, I really think the future is incredibly bright. You have a lot of these guys coming back. And with the way that the system is set up this year, all of these guys are, are back next year at their same eligibility. So you get another year of Keziah Holmes and Kevon Lee as, as freshmen. So essentially this is a redshirt year minus the redshirt. So it'll be very interesting to see how Penn State is able to handle it moving forward. But the important thing is they got that well-needed, well-deserved win on Saturday afternoon against Michigan. And anything is possible the remain the remainder of the season. So it'll be very interesting to see next week at Rutgers how Penn State comes out ready to play. Because this game... While it might not mean much record-wise, it could be a very, very big key in how the Penn State, or not how the Penn State, but how the Big Ten shakes out standings-wise, leading toward who Penn State plays in the seeded game at the end of the season. But for the first time all year, this has been Jared Prugar and a victorious We Are podcast. I thank you very much for listening and can't wait to talk to you later in the week. Enjoy and stay safe.